Alice Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hello, Pe- y'all. Period. Happy Women's Month. You said what? I said Happy Women's Month. Is it Women's Month or Women's History Month? Or is it just Women's Month? Girl, I don't know. I think it's <laughs> No, I think it's. Wait, no, it's Women's History Month. No, it's Women's History Month. I remember. Not because, as bad um, women. I was on Facetime with Nikki. She called me, and I like covered up my braids. I'm like, don't look at my braids. It's Women's History Month. So I think it is Women's History Month. I had to remember what I said. Cause like last month I was saying to look at my braids. It's Black History Month. So now I'm saying don't look at my braids. It's yeah, that makes sense. Cause not just Black Month in February. So yeah, but also they have like, for example, like June is Pride Month, but like. October is like LGBTQ History Month. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so like it's two different things. Period. But anyway, oh yeah. Also, happy birthday, Peyton. I know you're gonna listen to this, and on the day we recording this, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Peyton! On phone and grade. <laughs> material girl. Not material. <laughs> that's a new. That's a new happy birthday song. <laughs> I want to deny boobs. All these women jacking because they know I'm true. Because they know true. Material girl. And I get it from my mammy. Mammy, 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 mammy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was just talking last week to my cousins. I love Santana. Like, I don't think he is just so fun. He be looking so good. Like, the nails, the face. And I, I feel like the beard sets it off. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care when when the face beat the nails the body con dress the birkin and then the beard no i'm sorry (laughs) the beard sets it off don't ever shave it baby don't ever shave it because my cousin like he needs to get rid of the beard i'm like no the beard i'm telling you i'm I'm on some real stuff I'm i'm being so serious the beard completes the look i just love him so much he just seems like so much fun he brings fun everywhere he's always having a good time i just ugh, i love people like that period shout out to saucy santana yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i just listened to material girl after after seeing everybody saying material girl on social media i listened to it did i send you someone did a mashup of material girl in a thousand miles <laughs> I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, okay. <laughs> material, material girl. Material, material girl. I feel uh, like he did a video funny. with. <gasps> I said it to you. That's how I saw it. He did a video on TikTok with him playing the piano. People in the comments were like, "Are you playing the piano, Santana?" No, he's not freaking playing the piano. Like y'all, like wake up, go outside. <laughs> um. First of all, Santana Santana's nails are the same length as the keys. How are he playing the piano? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well period. Okay. <laughs> my <Miami. Yeah. laughs> People who do not have never heard Saucy Santana. Apparently are Oh, they're like, well, who, who's Santana? And also, don't Google Santana because someone completely different will come up. You gotta, Google, yeah, you gotta it's Carlos Santana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I learned that yesterday. You gotta look up Saucy Santana. That will. That will Carlos Santana is far more famous at this point, but <laughs> not for long, baby. Don't worry. Not for long. Not for He's long. He's about baby. to eclipse <laughs> Carlos I can't Santana wait. as the primary Santana. Period. <laughs> I, people were like, "I love Carisha's voice, Carisha, the city girl." I love Creature's voice. Like she's so unique, and like people be like, "Y'all never been to Miami." I'm like, "Period, let's go to Miami." Cause like I love the way I love it. <laughs> yeah, Miami. <laughs> that is say it. You said what? That's how he be saying it. He do. With your man in Miami. Yeah. That's how he said. <laughs> yeah, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the whole time he's from Tallahassee, I feel betrayed. I thought he was from Miami. Well, y'all, that's our black excellence this week. No, period. <laughs> right. What's called that? Yup, actually. And he's a musician. Period. What, what more do we need? And he plays piano. What more? Sorry. Let me lean in. Speak clearly. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, in news um, this week, the Metropolitan Opera has announced that they will be um, putting on a concert uh, in an effort to show solidarity with Ukrainians that are under attack right now and and raise relief funds um, uh, for, for Ukrainians. So the concert is going to be taking place on March 14th, which is the day that you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on Monday. Um, but it will also be broadcast on radio stations around the world. So mm-hmm. you do not have to be in New York to listen to this concert. It's going to open with the Ukrainian national anthem as well as uh, feature some music by the Ukrainian composer Valentin Silvestrov. Um, in addition to that, um, it's going to um, feature four last songs by Richard Strauss um, and uh, Va Pensiero from uh, the chorus from Verdi's Nabucco and unfortunately uh, Barbara's Adagio for Strings <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> talking about this because I just I do not get it I don't get it like someone was saying how like oh they played at every memorial I'm like yeah and it's sadder than a damn remor- memorial like not that the piece is sad it's sad that I have to listen to this I do not like Adagio <laughs> for Strings I, I, I said I was gonna give it another chance cause I feel like when I first played it, I was let down because like they hi- the girls hyped it up so yeah. much. They were like, "Oh my god, girl, you haven't breathed till you breathe the first note." So like maybe I said I was going back and watch it, but I just I mean watch it, listen to it, but I just I don't get it. Y'all y'all gassed it. Is it because he's an American? Is he American? Barbara, yeah. Maybe that's why we needed something because it can't be hope because i'm like girl it's just long like i like the notes just long they use got them the whole notes with things. the little with the yeah what, what notes with the little called? brackets on it i'm like girl anyway what is it what is that called there's literally two there's there's three degrees between us what is it called girl most of them are yours so <laughs> why would you say that you're so freaking annoying i don't even want to do this stupid show no more <laughs> They are because you didn't even you, you did not first of all most implies thousands. Secondly, no, it doesn't. Most, you said three. Oh most what's most of three? There's only one, <laughs> two, and also one more loading. <laughs> I don't even want this stupid show no more. I'm ready to go. I'm just saying. I, I know you are. That's a problem. Like, girl, I do not be knowing nothing. I barely, I barely scraped together a little degree. All right. What's is there anything else you want to talk about? And they really about to they really about to send a repo man come get it back. You wanna anything <laughs> other news? Anything? Um, the concert is gonna conclude with uh Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. How did we end up there? As well, girl. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I just don't understand. Don't a dodger for strength. Like, okay. Anyway, um. Uh, the general manager, Peter Gelb, released a statement saying, quote, we want the people in Ukraine to know that the Metropolitan Opera and the artistic community are rallying together to support them. We want Putin to know uh, that he is the enemy of artists and that we are united against his horrific actions. Um, this comes after we talked about before they've severed ties at this time with um, soprano and blackface advocate. Uh, Anna Netrebko, who has appeared with the Met hundreds of times um, for her ties um, with Putin and lots of other organizations have followed suit in terms of um, severing ties with artists that have either showed support for Vladimir Putin or won't won't denounce him. Um, And also some people have um, scheduled similar concerts um, like in this and like in the coming uh, weeks um like city winery plans to do a benefit concert um the american composer john zorn in the new schools college um, of performing arts will also be holding a concert um and yeah uh the if you want to actually go you can buy tickets to the Mets concert and all the proceeds will be going to uh relief efforts in ukraine and then my other piece of news, also from New York City. Um, speaking of material, girl, um, the New York Philharmonic has just announced that their 
$550 million renovation to Geffen Hall. It's now fully funded. They've raised all the money. I'm like, girl, girl, why would you even tell us that you got that much money on you? Right, let's run up. You broadcasting that? <laughs> you said what? No. I said, you broadcasting that? Girl. Cause it's, no, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I meant to tell you this. Because this reminds me of something that just happened. So I was talking to my grandma. And she said she was at the chicken place up the street from her house. And there was this dude in there. He was flashing all this money. And she was like, at first I didn't want to say nothing. But it was getting on my nerves. So she said, you really think you should. She told him, she was like, you really think you should be flashing all that money? Like, mm-hmm. just out. And he was like, he was like, no, nah, it's all right. Everybody around here know me. They know who I am. Like, they know what I'm about. And she was like, well, I've been living here for a very long time. And I ain't never heard of you. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wish I could have seen his face. He was probably like, girl, but also, why would you say <laughs> like that? That sounds like exactly something she would say, but also, why? <laughs> like, leave him alone. Let him get, let him get robbed on his own time. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Not everybody around here know me. This my grandma has been living there for a very long time. <laughs> But also, why would you think that you would be running in the same circles to know who this man is? Right. <laughs> now nah, I've been living over here for a long time. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So they've recently um announced that they have uh, reached that fully funded goal. Um, some of that um um the orchestra the orchestra had uh sat. You hear me? I'm a the orchestra. Do, 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 do. Okay. The orchestra, <laughs> um, of course, uh, took a hit after um, the pandemic hit, um, and so they accelerated the planned uh, renovations that they were going to do uh, to the hall because not like they was in there anyway. Um, but about the renovations, uh, Deborah Borda, the president and chief executive of New York Philharmonic, said um, it's not just a simple renovation where we repainted the walls and put down a new carpet and chairs. The whole space is transformed. It's an entirely new hall and an entirely new feeling. So same um, composers, huh? <laughs> also, give me give me that money. I got a cousin in Jamaica who could do that same thing for you for half the price. <laughs> What's her name? Call her. All right, Katie. Cause let me hold a dollar like y'all playing around 50 million for what Katie 550 million that's what I'm saying bro I got a cousin that can do it for 100,000 okay <laughs> okay they um so apparently this is what they're they're saying that they're doing so it's down to 200 and uh not 200 you hear me 2,200 seats um down from the previous 2,738 um seats that were in the old hall um it's gonna have a more intimate feel and improved acoustics um they also the project leaders also hope that the renovated hall is going to galvanize new york's performing arts scene during this difficult time as cultural institutions work to recover from the coronavirus and win back audiences so if you over there go see what they're talking about um I mean, they got one hundred million of it was a gift um, from David Geffen, which David like I saw it said like you couldn't give them like I'm frame on Facebook. You could you couldn't you couldn't give them like ninety five million and then you cut me off a little five million like I don't think David understand like I really don't even need a I need like a cool two hundred thousand to solve all my problems. <laughs> you go ahead and ask for that two hundred thousand. I'll be asking for that five. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not even saying nothing crazy. Give me, like, a smooth two, three hundred thousand. Like, I'll leave you alone. You wouldn't even hear from me again. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're talking about, and they raised the other 500, the other 450 million. I'm like, girl, teach me your ways. They on they, um, what's that girl? The scammer lady? Anna. Sally Mae. <laughs> Anna, um, her fake name is Anna Delvey. Oh, you talking about that um that show people be talking about? Mm-hmm. Inventor Anna, Anna Sorkin, that white girl that that uh scammed all those people, or the Tinder swindler. Oh, that show looks scary. Eh? That's not for me. 
scary. Y'all always <laughs> say that, so I'm good. I'm watch YouTube. Katie, there's literally nothing. <laughs> there's, there's no violence. There's nothing. Literally, he just t- steals their money. No, like, the other, the first one. No, 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 the first one. Oh, inventing Anna? Anna. Yeah. It gives suspense. I mean, I haven't clicked on it because I won't. The only the, there's only one suspenseful thing where they're like overseas and she don't want to pay for nothing. But the whole premise of the show is just she is pretending to be rich and she's not rich and she just like basically scamming people like just not paying she's staying in hotels not like and she's like basically just when she gets some money she'll like flash money make it seem like she's rich and then she'll just like kind of brush it off when she's supposed to pay for things like that's that's really what it is oh it's a good she don't do nothing to nobody like violent or anything she's a real person yeah she went to jail Mm-hmm. not for very long but and she got out and then six weeks later they arrested her and now she's in the ice detention center because she's not from here mm. so that's where she's at right now and she was also like she's very terrible like she like did not now it seems like she's a little bit more mature but she was like very like showed no remorse for anything that she did she stole a lot of money from people mm-hmm. and um even one of her friends who like i mean her friend got a bag because she sold her story to i think like vanity fair or something mm-hmm. or like i think it was no, i think it was vanity fair but anyway she uh sold her story wrote a book and all that because she was like a regular person and that was a situation where they were overseas on a vacation and she was like scamming or whatever but her friend the the bill was like sixty five thousand dollars or something like that and i'm like that's exactly why you don't go on stuff that you can't pay for because i mean i guess you know i mean you never expected your friend to go scam you boss so like i feel like i don't know i don't know i don't have any rich friends so i don't know what i would do in that situation i don't know if i would go on a vacation that my friend was paying all that money for but she also wasn't a very good friend before that so Mm -hmm. i don't know but anyway, yeah, the girl, she ended up having to use her cards. Her Both her personal card was maxed out and her um, her company card because they were not going to let them leave. I think they were in Morocco. So that was, you know, that was the most, like, ooh, part of that. But also, it's based off a of true source. You can just look up what happened. Mm. Nothing happened to them. Um, but yeah, just scammers. So... Anyway, I think I was saying I don't know how they uh how they raised that. I doubt. I mean, I doubt they. I mean, they could recruit her. I believe they could have got more. <laughs> I mean, what was gonna look like in there? They probably gonna do some some new type of. New type of yeah, I ain't never been there, so make one of them like fancy like ice crystal. Sculptures hang from the ceiling in general. Period. Well, looking forward. I mean, not really. I'm probably I never mean, gonna go. But looking forward for you guys who are gonna go. Have fun. Yay! Yay! Anyway. Okay. So I was on Twitter yesterday, um, and against my will, I saw a quote come from Kim Kardashian. Um, which has the internet in a in a tizzy, which obviously, I mean, rightfully so. And it says, oh, this was posted by Variety magazine. This is why it was against my will. I did not follow her. Um, I have the best advice for women in business. Kim says, "Get your effing ass up and work." It seems like nobody wants to work these days. I had to read it a couple times because I was just like, surely she's joking, like. Like, surely she's joking. And people, of course, of course, people in the comments were defending her, talking about she does work hard, da-da-da-da, because, like, you see, like, she has skims, and she was on that reality TV show for, like, 20-some seasons. No. First of all, even if even if she did work hard, like, you, she had an incredible head start. She was insanely rich. I don't like when rich people like to say, like, oh, you just got to work hard. Because it's gaslighting. Like, when you have, when you don't have to, when you have people doing mundane tasks for you, like cleaning your house, taking you places, um, when you have money to fall back on, money to start from, like, you, 
you're I don't, I don't care like I don't care about none of, none of your work I don't because it's just like you're not you're not making out the mud and I, I'm not saying that making out the mud makes your work valid but I feel like in some cases like I don't care nothing about what Kim has to say about work ethic like girl what yeah if I was if I was rich I would simply shut up because I don't get it. like why do y'all like do so many like this happens all the time y'all always saying oh you just gotta do x y and z i would simply shut up because i feel like there's just something that happens when you get when you get a bunch of money you feel like you can still relate to people and it's like no you can't girl you cannot like like you was already a millionaire like right. <laughs> way before and it's like someone was like well she did work her way up to being a billionaire but it's like work she just acknowledged that work for you is not the same thing yeah. as work for other people. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to a broad audience, like just like please don't is basically mm-hmm. what it is. Like because you you cannot possibly like I'm sure from where she started, she feels like yeah 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 I worked hard. It's like you worked hard with quote unquote worked hard with within your situation, yeah. and you have to realize that your situation is like literally leagues ahead of like of what the average person um is ever going to even come close to mm-hmm. like i read something that said her dad was worth 30 million dollars when he died like literally he, they were rich like girl shut up like what are you talking about and, even people who- to, and also girl no we don't want to work no we do not and there's nothing wrong with that y'all kill me with that people who like work they like get so mad when you don't want to work and you're like fine with that they just start foaming at the mouth like, why do you want to work it's just like girl no i do not and you can live with that like they be just pissed that you don't want to be miserable working all the time yeah like that grind culture really i mean it really tarnished a lot of your minds um it, it, it worms for brain it's like rotting people's brains from the inside out it's actually insane and i will say like as somebody who as somebody who is a busybody, um i just wanted to have ease in this life so i'm just gonna do it right now so i, I can live a life of ease because i mean my cousin does not understand this i just i realized my cousin i was in new jersey last week my cousins are one of them one of them was born in jamaica and then she moved here when she was nine. And then my cousin Allison has always been here. And I just realized that <clears throat> these conversations are so different that we're having. I realize I'm always in a bubble. So when I come out this bubble, I'm just like, whoa, I did not expect you to say that. Some stuff I don't agree with. But it's just like regionally, you could just tell generationally my cousin um, is quite older than me. I'm not going to say her age. But um, when I said like as a black woman the only way we can achieve ease in this country is through money because there's literally no other way and she disagreed with me and I'm like so what so we just don't have ease I mean I want someone to enlighten me like how else how else would black women do that as the lowest on a, on a societal total pole you have to have money what is there another way and it's like even that like in this whole that whole situation that happened with Ryan Coogler the uh and that oh my god cause you know I have I don't know how to say that without anyway because people in my family listen to this oh, but okay. you know yeah yeah i, I know <laughs> I got, I got, anyway I got, I got some a jace not not quite <laughs> as far as you but i'd be like wow that was very dumb <laughs> um like just the people who be on that the, the black capitalists folks who be like oh you just y'all y'all sitting around talking about racism we need to get a bag first of all y'all first of all brain the size of a pea because you can't focus on more than one thing in life ever it's either it's either you sitting up talking about racism all day or you're getting a bag do people you say one thing you call out racism one time they're like oh you just sit up and talking about that it's like girl it's 24 hours in a day also like one thing (laughs) i realized i understand that we don't have the same racial conversations that's one thing like I have cousins in England and then I have cousins in Jamaica. Of course, I have a lot of cousins in Jamaica. Jamaica is completely different because it's a class thing. And that's what's frustrating. I hate talking to Jamaican Americans about race because they, especially Jamaicans who have immigrated here, because it's fresh. Why do we have to bring race into everything? Because everything's about race. Yeah, girl, it's America. You don't have to get a. This is like like this country is literally built on the genocide like, of like, black and brown people. Like girl, it's, it's we, everywhere. It's everywhere. Everything. Everything. And it's like, well, this is a victim mentality. I'm like, we literally cannot address anything 
until we we come to terms with that and the reason why not the reason not the reason but one of the main reasons why there is such slow progress is y'all people don't want to realize that y'all we not our ancestors i'm like but you are benefiting from what your ancestors did so either way we have to talk about this like, i understand everything's about race beloved everything baby girl everything everything also that whole we are not our ancestors thing is so freaking disrespectful but that um like we're not our we didn't we're not we didn't have slaves i'm like but you're benefiting a lot of y'all have slave money look at your houses like are you can okay y'all are, y'all are playing with me you know how to you know how to get on a bus you know how to take a you know how to take a 15 minute bus ride in elementary school and i couldn't go to the um and i couldn't go to the the elementary, so elementary school three blocks from my house Instead, I took a 15-minute bus ride to a, my elementary school, also named Willard Elementary. That's freaking wild to me, but okay. Willard, Willard and uh, what's the girl? The other feminists, they used to run around in the same circles. Oh, Susan B. Anthony? Yeah, and were tussling with Ida B. Wells. So that's crazy that you have an elementary school named Francis E. Willard, but go off. Um, you know why I do that? Because if I, if I that school would be completely white if I didn't do that everything's about racism oh i'm okay he's going to kindergarten so cute no why is she going to that one it's not going to dawes why because i have to go to willard because everything's about race like, literally there's not one thing i could think of there's not one single thing i could be like oh wow that's not why am i learning bartok i i can't everything is about it sorry what were you saying <laughs> um i forgot half of my thing But the other half was basically how like how people be like oh well well one like i feel like people they feel like oh talking about race is like inhibiting a success because you're just sitting there talking about it all the time it's like y'all are so busy working harder when y'all could be working smarter by dismantling this stuff so that those are not the obstacles like people mm-hmm. people for whatever reason like they romanticize struggle they like, love to get out the mud they it's yeah sick. it's sick and so they're like well just why don't you just push through why don't you just girl who wants to spend their life the only life they get on this earth pushing through every damn thing <laughs> what the fuck i'm sorry that sounds miserable yeah. that is no way to live your life like what are you talking about so um and i mean like obviously fighting racism is a form of pushing through but like at least in a way that is like i don't trying to make things better for the people that are coming behind you and try to eradicate yeah. issues permanently so that not everybody got to push through till this rock burns up and disintegrates into space like but um what i was saying before is that like back to what people be like they be like oh well you just you know you just need to get a bag or whatever ryan cooler got more of a bag than any of us probably ever gonna get combined right and then and that didn't do shit for him while he was in see the the bank trying to withdraw said bag and you saw there were black people that was crazy there were black people on it talking about this is not about race he went in there i'm like he literally went in filled out the same the same slip you be filling out he had a mask on because we are in a pandemic i know y'all i know y'all forgot what are you talking about and yeah, it's not about he, like, he was discreet about i'm like yeah i probably wouldn't want to announce have you i feel like a lot of y'all have never been to a bank but back in the old like, who day, wants to be like twelve thousand dollars in cash please girl, I, used to to, <laughs> I used to go to that chase bank listen i love rochester rochester down i love it down i used to go to that chase bank on Monroe and goodman in rochester delaney you think i was gonna walk up in there and be like yeah let me let me withdraw a thousand dollars so i could be followed out are you stupid y'all are dumb y'all never been to y'all never been to a bank you don't you have to say the amount or they or they count it out for you on a table or or whatever like people can see what's happening around you yeah and the fact that y'all like and all the stuff that people was using as excuse they were like oh we had on the mask and the sunglasses i'm like girl and then they were like first of all you're not even talking about the fact that like yeah he wrote it down to be discreet but also someone brought up how ableist that is because there are some people who are not who have speech impediment he he actually does have a speech impediment mm-hmm. ryan coogler does and other people who have even more severe speech impediments that do rely on written communication mm-hmm. which you gonna you gonna call 911 on every single one of them when they were gonna withdraw something and then they were like oh we're using an out-of-state id i'm like girl it's a bank of america not a bank of georgia <laughs> it's a bank of america on every fucking block in this <laughs> country like what are you talking about i didn't even think it's about a, that i thought he was an out-of-state id because he was my cooler like i'm like he's famous 
I'm like, especially because maybe that that also that really kind of irritated me and also just like jumped out at me because I use an out of state ID. Um, I still you have my California ID. I had it when I lived in Rochester and I have it now that I live in in, in Washington State. Like, and I have also withdrawn a large amount of money, upwards of of twelve thousand dollars when I bought my base. Mm-hmm. More money than that with my out of state ID at a Bank of America and. It was about to be a problem, but it was about to be a problem for another reason. Um, and, like, people would be like, oh, well, you know, with the mask and everything. Yeah, it wasn't a pandemic then. Like, yeah. <laughs> girl, like, nobody, like, I just don't understand why that, whatever. So, like, I feel like people, like, be like, oh, well, you know, we just need to stop talking about this and, and grind, grind, grind and, and, and get your bag and all of that. I'm just like, girl... And a bag ain't bulletproof, so right. get your bag if you want to, but just don't. That's gonna solve all your problems. Yeah. Like, um. So about Kimmy, um, <laughs> I felt gaslighted, um, and I was like, okay, so what is, what is a way that classical music? Let me re- let me actually read what I texted you <laughs> because I don't remember. Un momento. Uno. Uno momento. Un second. Okay, so what's something classical music gaslights you into believing? I mean, the thing I put down is like we talked about before, and I mean, it don't gaslight me into believing this, but in general, yeah, a, a, a talking point is that a lack of diversity is due to quality mm-hmm. like it's something that they never address and then when it does come up it's just like well you know we just want the best person for the job and it's like that don't never come back up as a anything what we're talking about anybody else that came up actually in a conversation today which was very, not a conversation something that i heard today it wasn't a conversation but so that was top of mind girl i saw this um this tiktok and when she stitched it, she the the stitch was where what is a, a a situation where you have to show somebody you actually really need your stuff. And I did not expect it to go this way. So this girl had went to her girlfriend's house to meet her, um, to meet the in laws or whatever. And the, her parents, the girlfriend's parents, were like, "Oh, you know, classical music, like." it's just like a high art thing and I thought it was gonna go a different direction but it didn't it went I mean both ways are, are, are terrible it was like I just don't think like a, a lot of black people are not there because like they're just like not skilled enough to be there like they don't girl and it's just like you're a freaking like freaking dentist or whatever like you don't know anything she's like they're just not skilled enough to be there and like they just don't like learn that type of music and da 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 and the girl was like well actually they're not there because you're people <laughs> or whatever she said and I was like right like what the heck and it was and she had like um in her captions it said like ex-girlfriend i'm like yeah because there's no way there's no way that like what are you saying in the in in today day really okay um one thing for me there's so many um one thing for me is that like orchestral auditions are always, always necessary and this is what i mean by this there are a lot of people i've learned through this process of like for real like not only being a fellow but just like just getting deeper into um getting deeper into learning my experience but also just knowing more people in classical music who um are stakeholders and stuff like that that there's so many people in these orchestras that they they were just a sub and they were grandfathered in or like they never left type type stupid stuff but then when it's time for like when like sphinx invites like people who won sopa when they get invited to be in these orchestras for like a year and stuff like that i'll be like okay cool like bet like you're gonna stay and they'll be like well if i want to stay i want to have to audition for what i don't i don't understand first of all you already auditioned that's what sopa is you submit a tape you audition for it okay boom then um you, you play for an entire year with the orchestra what what is the audition for exactly i don't please let me know or outside of the soap and that's not i'm that's not on sphinx that's on the organization so i want to make that clear because i don't want don't, y'all girls like to tussle then <laughs> um it's or like if you get invited 
if you get invited, which is also can be problematic because like inviting white people, but when we play the same game, inviting black people to like play on a concert or something like that, like someone got invited to MSO and I literally asked them, I was like, so you going to be here next year? Or like, what's good with it? Like, oh, I got to audition. What do you mean? You played a whole concert. That was the audition. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't, there's no way. And I understand that like, obviously, especially like it'll be different if the auditions were actually fair then we had something to talk about but they already not fair so it's just like you really you really just going in blind you don't know you don't know if the conductor already decided who they want you don't know who has been um who has been passed to the final round you, you don't know until like the end of it until everything is revealed so it's just like if auditions were fair we could be like okay boom like yeah um we should have a fair audition process and like we won't do none of that stuff but like y'all already playing dirty so it's just like when when it's time to be just about it you have black and brown people playing your orchestras for a year you're inviting black people to come to your to your list to the spot to play like just let them be there what they got audition for i don't get i don't that you would you would never get me to believe that after playing for an entire same thing with fellows if you got an open spot, you could you would never get me to believe that. Oh yeah, they, that person got an audition. They already play with your orchestra. They already there. That don't make sense. Same thing with the ten year process. I could go on and on. If you got like if you if you are a guest instructor, like someone the, the other teacher left, and then they seem to find someone last minute. You you've been teaching there all year. Oh no, I gotta reapply. Or apply for what? It's weird to me. Like y'all are weird. You will never convince me ever ever. on that okay let's move on what a wonderful episode we have for today uh, up until that point really? yep <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> uh really excited to hear um what katie has to say later but delaney first of all this was your we, article you sent me on me they're very well clear. hold on but i didn't read it when i sent it and it was too late to change it and i'm very nervous i don't know how this okay. is gonna go but anyway see we should know about the title <laughs> we gonna link it <laughs> <laughs> so it's first of all let's just acknowledge that we're back with another trifle music history right. how long has it been probably like a year and a half right, it's like been that. at least 50 episodes um yeah so we're back with that it's a little rotating series we do every now and then we've rotating. done one about rotating like the sun all right katie <laughs> it was rotating for a while it stopped rotating i was retaining so okay um we've done one about uh guess waldo we've done one about wc which i f- completely forgot about and uh, we done one about the schumanns and the maulers um and so now we are back with uh the composer by the name of percy granger Ooh, <laughs> Jalay. so <laughs> percy was busy so i'm gonna give a little yeah. background on his little you know his little life his little what he was what he had going on and then katie's gonna dive into some of the nah, more trifling you are so trash dog like it's ridiculous what? go ahead what you're not gonna dive into it girl go ahead tell us what the <laughs> go ahead okay anyway so percy granger he was an australian composer um and a pianist um he had um quite the career um with a prominent role in the revival of British folk music. Um, and also a lot of his work was experimental. Um, and he, if you've heard of Peace by Him, I've never, I don't, to my knowledge, heard of Peace by Him. Yeah, I wanted to spot um, I didn't really recognize. Oh, I did recognize the Molly on the Shore one, but I couldn't tell if I recognized that because I feel like another composer sampled that. <laughs> oh. Greek, not Greek. There's a what's that St. Paul Suite? I feel like it's in that, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's Greek, right? That's Greek. No, that's ho- host. Oh girl, I hate host. That Greek is Holberg Suite. Oh, Holberg, he did that. But anyway, um, St. Paul Suite, low key. I like St. Paul Suite. I need to go back and listen because I was not a fan when I heard it. I forgot about that. You know, I was just thinking about how much I freaking like. I love string orchestra, and I wish that's something we did in college because string orchestra is fun. Like it's fun, and it's more like it's like big chamber music. Yeah, it's like just and there's there's some good string orchestra repertoire. Like 
we need to we need to normalize her like why are we not and like same thing with y'all over there like the wind stuff y'all could do what y'all do too like y'all got um a lot of stuff too but it's like at our school like at eastman like they had a, a window cushion stuff i wish they had a string little string situation but it wouldn't have worked out with the schedule it's been i mean yeah i mean he could have done he could have did like he could have had a string because there's so many people that they have to keep rotating now you could have done a string orchestra and have it meet at the same time or do band That's true. Is it called band? Do wind ensemble meet <laughs> at the same time. Because you could have had like string orchestra in that big room. What's it called? That big old room. Dang. How long have I been at East? What, 415? Or OSL 101? Is that what it's called? No. I hate that Which freaking one? room. It's so inconvenient. I hate OSL. Girl, who you telling? Oh, shit. You get a bass down there? It's so terrible. Girl, I freaking hate that room. I, I hate that freaking room. No, I'm talking about the big one on the main floor. How long has it been that's been on the main floor? Three on the main floor of which building? Like out off of um like like Eastman. You know what I'm talking about? Like behind the info desk. Oh, what is that? Ray Wright room. Ray Wright. Yeah. They could have I forgot about her. Right. Hey. They could have had string orchestra in there and it had the symphony. What's I think the chorus be in there. It's a chorus. Or like who whatever they do. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I guess they would have the chorus. I thought, I just figured, I just thought that they were all doing solo stuff. I remember people yeah, hating me doing, doing that. something. The three vocals I talked to, they didn't like it. Because <laughs> they, you know, that he's been from, they do too much. No, no tea. It's just like, y'all are a lot. Anyway, sorry. What were we doing? <laughs> we, um, back to this man. Um, so Granger studied at the Hawk Conservatory um, in Frankfurt um, at the age of 13 um, and then he was briefly based in London not very briefly it was for 13 years <laughs> um, where, <laughs> um, where he uh, was a society pianist and later a concert performer composer and a collector of folk melodies um, he started getting a little reputation here and there um, and he met with a lot of prominent uh, figures in classical music, including Frederick Delius and Edvard Grieg, who we were just talking about. Hey, girl. Um, he's championed Nordic music and culture. Um, and he um, not only in music, but also like he had a lot of um like written ephemera like letters and things um that he expressed that but was also apparently pretty racist and anti-semitic surprise surprise um eventually he moved when from london to you to the u.s where he lived out the rest of his life um doing some activities that katie will discuss later um though he toured and traveled a lot um so was famous in europe and his native australia he also served as um in the band of the united states army uh, during the first world war and also um became an american citizen so he was also very close to his mother there are rumors there um about an inappropriate relationship with his mother um which the accusations of that actually drove her to commit suicide in 1922 um which impacted him um pretty significantly because one is his mom two might have been his girl too and three (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) you are trash dog yeah that was wrong (laughs) But that's what it said. Oh, uh, that ain't no. Yeah, that's actually that best for I mean, it's a th- that's widely known. Okay, y'all, not, yeah, y'all not pretty, y'all, whatever. Um, I mean, R.I.P. Oh, um, okay. you know what? <laughs> no, I mean, like I really didn't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying, like that's like, cause that's what we talking about. We talking about, you know some situations but also see this um, the problem I have with this dude we gonna talk about later like how do people know about that like why does the yeah, whole I neighborhood think, know why does the whole block know you bang your mama okay I think that pres- whoa okay we might we might cut this up so short um 
I think that that particular like we're gonna get more into the trifling parts um that were actually confirmed because this came up because I was on Twitter this whole situation came up because there's a Twitter account called Composers Doing Normal Stuff like I think it's yeah some variation of that mm-hmm. and there was like a picture of him and his mom like hanging out or whatever and they posted that and then somebody quoted it was like ain't nothing normal about any picture with him and his mom. And I was like, what they mean by that? And so that's how we stumbled onto this topic. Um, but after that, um, he uh, that led him to set up the Granger Museum in, in his birthplace of Melbourne um, as a monument to his life and his works, as well as a future research archive. Um, and for the rest of his career, he continued to give concerts and um, kept revising his compositions and writing more compositions. Um, and then he, towards the end of his life, fell ill and started feeling that his career was a failure, unfortunately. Um, which, I mean, can't be great to be at the end of your life sick feeling you're a failure that sucks mm-hmm. um and he gave his last concert in 1960 and then passed away shortly after that in february of 1961 take it away Catherine. <laughs> you're so annoying these pictures look normal to me hmm these pictures look mm. but the pictures he left no never mind wait those had his mama in them no oh <laughs> <laughs> this look normal yeah they was just trifling I mean I'm not gonna scroll too much more because um anyway okay so basically what happened right so like Delaney said Granger had set up this museum in his honor which I also found a little peculiar because you know if you think that you're Okay, this is not fair, but it's like if you think your life is a failure, why do you want a museum to like show that? Or like what you finna put in it? You know what I'm saying? I mean he has stuff to put in it, so um <laughs> that's that. But it's just like that was kinda weird to me. I mean, but I understand also like after his mom passed, he became accepted to the idea of like, you know, fame after death. So I guess that played into it, but like I don't um okay so let's get to it so in 1956 after he you know went to australia he had a mysterious locked chest that was labeled private matters um and he put it in like a bank vault and it had a note on it that said um don't open until 10 years after i die which you know i I don't know okay so (laughs) This is what happened. So in 1971, what year he died? 61? 61. Dang, so they were thirsty. Because I thought, never mind. So. Dang, they did oh, probably to the day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the clock struck midnight and they busted that thing open. But you know, I probably feel bad for them because I would have been irate if I saw this stuff. Because I'm thinking like, okay, I'm a musicologist, boo, boo, boo. I'm thinking you got like some unreleased scores. I'm thinking you got some T on Schubert. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking you got some real stuff. You got T on you know, you were friends with Greek. Like, I'm thinking you got some stuff like that. No, that's what he had. More than 70 homemade whips. Okay. Um, an extensive pornography collection. Okay. Um, and a candid and candid photographs documenting his um bondage fetish. I'm not gonna king shame. You know, do your thing. Um, Mariana. So he made this museum for himself in 1938, and over the decades before he died, he was like sending he was sending over like all of this the stuff like more than like 40,000 items um including his dentures so it gives weird I'm sorry I'm not trying to be rude but it just gives like because and okay so like the lady said right Lenny had sent this article to me like nearly a week ago we left it right we got life so it's six o'clock I, my time we recorded at eight six o'clock I texted Lenny we still doing this she didn't answer, so I started reading it. I was like, Lenny, what the hell is this? <laughs> she didn't, to my, I didn't know she didn't know. So I'm like, Lenny, what the hell is this? So, mind you, 
some weeks the ideas flow some weeks they don't we already said we was finna do it so here we are boom boom it's eight o'clock we doing this show i when we when we were supposed to come up with the talking points i told delaney i don't know what to say <laughs> because especially like as a person who is like very secretive almost to a fault and not like secretive in a mischievous way i just keep a lot of stuff like close close to i got that private matters chest too i cannot imagine <laughs> being like oh boo boo i die in 30 years right like let me get a let me get a box 30 uh, i mean i'm sure you're only 20. <laughs> <laughs> what are you only like 28 bro i'm, not, I'm, trying, not. I'm trying to make it to 60 to be i'm straight like are you kidding life is stressful viola, I mean, viola yeah. don't make it any better that Viola don't make it no but yeah we gonna I mean, see Loki, it starts, things don't start looking up in two years no I'm just okay. <laughs> just kidding I'm a fine I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> now people with my DMs too Girl, keep talking, I'm okay some grippy socks <laughs> anyway um I, okay so I told her I got on the phone with her I was like Delaney I don't have anything to say about this because Okay, I don't want to call it weird because I'm like I'm being for real. Like I'm being very serious. Like here, I go being serious. I don't want to king shame him. That's what your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever you you into that? Like you know, do all that stuff. Like I'm just saying. Like why do we have to know about it? Like because to me, that's the only weird part. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only weird part to me. Of all the kinks you could have, this is nowhere near. Like girl, it's okay yeah, 80 of them not really that seems a bit success a bit excessive but um like it's girl it's a whip some you you know everybody not everybody, <laughs> everybody hold on. <laughs> let me backtrack <laughs> a lot of people be having you know they whatever they little pictures they video whatever they got they be having that you know he just that's what he had and then what was the other thing he had um, he had the whips, the pictures, and photographs documenting him, his fetish and bondage. Experience. Oh yeah, bondage. Yeah, people be tying people up. Like, girl, it's the, it's life. But, <laughs> but, but like, I don't understand why all of this. I mean, I'm sure there's something else like this. There's probably like a sex museum or something like that that exists. I'm sure. Oh, there's a lot of sex museums. Oh yeah, <laughs> I be seeing okay. them on TikTok. See, I knew you was gonna do that. You are so yeah. annoying. I yeah. saw one. I saw one on okay, TikTok. Curator, come on, guest guest curator. What was my what was my side hustle? <laughs> this whole time, this whole time I had a dildo museum. What'd you say? You say look me in my face and tell me what you would say for real. This whole you time, the whole time, what? I had a dildo museum. <laughs> <laughs> we have to end of this. This is this is out of hand. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I don't understand why we had to know about it. But I could, you know what? I could see how, like, this sparked a lot of controversy in the 1970s. So, or 1960s. No? Yeah, 1970s. I could see, like, they were like, whoa. Yeah. You know, but. Especially, like, you know, low, low classical music, low. But, I mean, he did. I mean, I think he was already, people kind of knew he was a little, little eccentric in his life. But, like, yeah, I bet you as musicologists. Right. They think they like, yo. 80 whips yeah i uh, huh i mean shout out to him i just i just understand i would okay that's what i was talking to Lenny about too right i was like as a person who's like fairly private secretive is the wrong word as a person who's f- very private i um i was telling Delaney that i was thinking about getting rid of my journal because the amount of anxiety i have if someone found it and not that there's anything incredibly like you know terrible in it it's just like i don't want people knowing my innermost thoughts like that's where you are like that's where you, it's like you're um where you you know talk or whatever and it's just like i just think that's just weird like like i don't know i just think the whole the whole concept is weird and you know i just remembered i remember when peyton <clears throat> had told me that every like every like episode this show gets more and more you know closer to being being less pg you know like and i feel like we kind of we hit a we hit a we hit a milestone today and i want to because i can't imagine it's gonna get any further than this 
I mean, we what's further than this? Reading erotica straight to the mics. Like, I mean, we get we can have a sex, a classical music sex therapist on. Because you know what? Maybe this is what 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 was needed to loosen up some people's britches. I mean, hey, he was living his truth, mm-hmm. and maybe he felt like if more of y'all were sexually liberated, then it might improve your compositions. I don't know. I think he did say something about it being linked what do you say is linked to the creative process yeah he said that like basically like every part of him informs his creative process now i call bs because you were literally writing folk songs but i mean sure <laughs> if if he was a mastermind composer you know what i'm saying like when i went to the catalog i was like baby girl like no baby girl okay okay boom if beethoven had a dildo collection i'd be like okay period like and that's linked to your thing i'd be like okay the girl like wrote you know what i'm saying like i don't get it like you wrote folk songs and then and then also like you didn't even okay you over here boohoo and i understand like i understand like i have like a midlife crisis every three weeks i understand that like you feel like your life was a favorite failure or whatever. You sick in bed. Why don't you write you a little symphony in bed, dog? Instead of like rewriting the same stuff you was re- you already wrote. So it gets very much you wanted to cover for, and then just be proud, be who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got your stuff, and you know what else I was thinking? What if this was a? You know how like they be like, okay, this is adjusted for inflation. What if this happened in like 2022? It would be way worse. That's also what I'm thinking. You think so? Yeah, okay, because what he had, he had some whips and he had <clears throat> some pornographic images. Okay, adjust that for inflation. It would have been way worse. What would he would have had in that box? Oh, you're saying if it was... Yeah. I mean, what could it have... Like, the only thing that we got now in terms of this, at least in terms of the images, would be what, a video? And it's like everybody. I mean, especially the last two months, I don't seen so, like so people. Yeah, you can't go on Twitter. Stuff be leaking all the time. And people be like, you can't open Twitter in public. I don't understand why y'all don't have a privacy screen on your phone. Oh, I don't have one. And also, stuff like that don't be coming up on my Twitter. Yeah, like, I mean, it depends on who you follow. But sometimes, every once in a while, I be irritated because someone will like a video, and then it's like, you know, I can see your likes, right? I be having to remind people because some of y'all be letting you yeah i'm like it's 7 30 in the morning can we rest <laughs> <laughs> what is going on beloved it's 7 30 well this was riveting i don't actually don't want to talk about this anymore but i well hold on i just want to circle back and just ask um if you can relate to anything about his story or yeah, I too went to Australia very briefly. Um, I had a connecting flight. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna say you should swing by to New Zealand. You back in your old That's stopping ground. That's the extent to which I relate to him. Oh, I too live in America, and I've right, and, I've, then, and I've been to Britain. Mm, yeah, so th- but three things I'm counting three. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Cause I'm sure there's well, plenty there. We're talking about you. Though, yeah, but so. now we're talking about you. We gotta talk about me. There's plenty there, so I'm looking for it. I and I'm sure that people would like to hear as well. Um, the, how much you relate to Mr. Granger <laughs> and his activities? Well, you know what? I don't relate to him at all because I wouldn't be telling my business like that. I, I mean, that. and that's it that's really what it is i couldn't imagine because listen hey y'all we grown over here so whatever but i just don't understand why we need to know i do think you know i don't even i i mean i I mean we have this series trifling music history so i guess it is like every now and then cool not cool cool is not the right word but like interesting to see stories of like I don't even know how to explain it. Like interesting stories behind composers and the people that they were. Yeah. This is obviously, and it, this one is obviously you know a little different. But um, 
I think it shows that you know sometimes classical musicians, you know, behind closed doors, they get a little got a little bite to them. I mean, they got to literally. So. Yeah, I mean, I just wish like we couldn't know your favorite color, my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I just find it weird. I, I, I would never get over it. I find it weird that I have all the things to put in a box back open 10 years after. Oh, but you know what? That makes sense. The whole fame thing. I wonder, we should see if we can find like some little articles from around that time. But I doubt that they would even be published, actually. So never mind. Take that back. What the New York Times finna write? Like, girl. So we had opened that box and you wouldn't believe what we found. They're not finna write that in 1970. We're gonna see. I'm gonna look at Times Machine. That's their archive. I'm gonna see. You should see if you find something. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know what? Actually, actually, shout out to Mr. Granger for being high of his time because these celebrities love to overshare. They love it. So he had a Twitter. He probably would have been making videos. Okay. Yep, on somebody's piano bench. All right. So on in that on that <laughs> note, <laughs> let's just move on to black excellence. <laughs> you said what? So let's just move on to black excellence. <laughs> this has been a wild ride of a show. All of a sudden, you want to move on? How come? Okay. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Matea Williams. Uh, Matea is a composer from the Bay Area. Um, she has her degrees um, in composition from Baldwin Wallace College and the University of Texas at Austin. Um, paired with her passion for storytelling, Williams uses a combination of extended techniques found in objects and mixed media sounds in her music, blending colors and timbres um, to create vivid imagery and tell stories. Um, based on the themes of adventure, magic, horror, and Afrofuturism. Um, it's important for her to also write and publish grade level pieces in addition to her other projects so that music students have access to repertoire by a living black woman composer. Um, she's interested in writing in, uh, in various mediums, including films, video game music, modern ballet, and other collaborative projects. Um, performances of her works include premieres by uh, the Baldwin Wallace Treble Choir on a collaborative concert with the Spelman Glee Choir at the 2019 Ohio Music Educators Conference, the Butler School um, of New Music Ensemble, and the Mount Kenya Academy String Orchestra in Kenya, Africa. Uh, I found I came across uh, Matea on TikTok, and what I love about her page is that she like. She does a thing where she just brings people um, into her world of composing. Like she did a video um, about like how she was commissioned to write like a, a saxophone, a tenor saxophone piece, and breaking it down and like how she did it and stuff like that, and like the themes. And she did she did a, another video. The video I found her was was she likes to incorporate. Oh, let me find the sentence. Um, exactly. So I don't miss cult, Miss Girl. Um. <laughs> She uses a, a combination of extended techniques found objects. So, like, she went to a bookstore and she found these, um, like, these chime stones. And she wrote a piece, um, and I'll link her Spotify, um, because she wrote a piece um, that used those stones in it. It was, like, really cool. Like, she just uses the world around her to compose. So, shout out to you, girl, writing this stuff, period. And also writing kids' pieces. I love that. I love that. Yeah, write some... Um, pieces that the kids can take to the conference and stuff. There it is. Soul and ensemble. <laughs> um, well, in an effort to offset um the episode we just had, I'm great. <laughs> riveting. In fact. the piece that I am picking is called "Voices of the Ancestors" because they were probably calling out to us, um, telling us to please turn the mics off. <laughs> Um, this is by our friend in two time uh, classically black guest Joy Gidry off of their most recent album Radical Acceptance that's my Cali babe Piriana Dr. Joy loading right just that girl like wow <laughs> and I'm so excited because I get to see them at Spoleto this summer we're gonna be lit you going to Spoleto? let's find out girl 
I shouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Let's pull over. Let us pull over. La 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 la. No, Katie. Katie going to Spoleto. Katie going to Spoleto. Katie going to Spoleto. I almost said Stiletto. Nah, cause you ain't say nothing. Girl, I just find out I is black musicians. If you're black, Joy is in my state right now, and they was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be over there." Da, 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 da. I found out they four hours away. I said, "Girl, I will see you." Uh. <laughs> 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 I, don't got, I don't have a car. I don't, I'm gonna spend eight hours oh, on they, the train. They in <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you go up there, you go to Seattle, you go to Portland, you don't do nothing else. You don't look left. You don't look. You definitely don't look right. <laughs> That's lit. But they just down anyway, there, in Virginia. Good to know. Is Spilato is Spilato like regular? Or is that like new music for like? It's regular. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's a mix. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is not the right way to explain that, but y'all know what I mean, girl. We speak colloquially over here. Like y'all know what I mean. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think it's a mix because they said they're gonna be doing some stuff down there. Hmm. I shouldn't have said nothing. And you see, this is why this is why I keep stuff close to the chest. And that, Great that's that is know. the that is the moral of the story. Charleston, South Carolina. 14 George Street, Charleston, 29401. Katie's new stumping grounds. Alright, y'all. I'm leaving. So Delaney can sit here and talk to y'all, but I'm leaving. So yeah, Bonsoir. For Charleston. Bye. Congrats. I'm hanging up. So. <laughs> Bye, y'all.